Keen O'Sullivan with a beautifully measured kick pass inside taken well on the bounce it's Con O'Callaghan Con O'Callaghan inside the 20 inside the 13 inside the square Con O'Callaghan with a magnificent goal into the hill 16 in Killian O'Connor moves it into Andy Moore and Andy Moore in back to goal runs a looping run back it goes to Lee Keegan oh what a goal for Mayo Lee Keegan blasted in right foot as Cluxton can do nothing about it 53 minutes gone Mayo 1-12 Dublin 1-11 Dermot Connolly bounces up to the 45 solos Connolly Chris Barrett brings him down it's a free to Dublin inside the 45 to the left of centre it's about 25 or so metres in off the Cusack stand side Dean Rock has the free for Dublin that could be the winning of the All-Ireland we've got 25 seconds left of injury time it's all square Dublin 116 Mayo 116 it's a pressure kick Rock approaches the ball kicks it right footed where is it going it's going between the sticks Dublin lead by a point the referee blows the full time whistle and Dublin confirm themselves as one of the great teams they've won the three in a row they've beaten Mayo by a point what a final what a team coming to you from the darkness of Crow Park on the evening of the All-Ireland Senior Football Final this is Off The Ball's post-match podcast as always our GA coverage on News Talk brought to you by Board Gosh Energy proud sponsors of the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship follow hashtag hurling to the core those some of the highlights from a dramatic day in Crow Park 117 to 116 the final score still to come we're going to hear from Philly McMahon and Brian Fenton the successful Dublin footballers obviously and we're going to get analysis from Paul Early Senan Connell and Liam McHale who is a heartbroken Mayo man this evening first though let's hear from the managers Jim Gavin and before him Stephen Rochford oh, look it's, it's um, a fine mixture of disappointment with them um, Huge, you know, very, very proud of the group at the same time, but, um, you know, no doubt, disappointment. Um, we put a lot into that game. Stephen, nothing will make up for the loss, but you left it all out there. The guys gave it everything they had, and the game plan was executed. You got it right as management. Is there any consolation in that? Is there any kind of serenity you can take from that? Um, not particularly, to be honest, because we came to win the game. Um, it's going to win the game, should I say and then um, come second so not particularly as I said we, we didn't come to, didn't come up here to, to get a good second we came here to, to be first but um, it, it isn't to be in the end it's narrow margins that decide these things I suppose Joni got sent off maybe it was a bit silly easy to judge from the sideline I appreciate the foul at the end that gave the free to Dean Rock maybe the, the goal chance that was saved by Stephen Cluxton what's your, what's your view on those little margins oh look it's, it is it's, it's very fine margins I mean you know David Clark also pulled off one off Paul Mannion um, you know we got a free hit the post you know don't get a free in the nail it, uh, and what with respect to Dean Rock was um, probably a slightly more advantageous uh, angle but you know it's um, you know it is what it is sport is cruel this is very frustrating that Donny got sent off because there's kind of no need for him to do what he did in that incident and again I appreciate it's very easy to judge that from the sideline yeah well look you know I'm, I'm not going to stand here and um, criticise any of my players I didn't you know see the, see the incident thought Tony was having a you know, really really strong game but um, the referee on the point thought, felt there was a, a sending off offence in that so you know until I see something different you know we, we, we have no option but to go with that what did you make of the way that game was ref because there were some big calls in there on both sides 
yeah, I think um, you know, congratulations to Dublin. They've they've come out, um, you know, first, and um, you know, these big games, there's big calls. So look, you just you just go with it. You come you come the wrong side of the result. That's um, we're not going to we're not going to stand here now and look back and um, what decisions could or couldn't have gone against us. I think it's just an appreciation of Dublin three in a row and the modern era is a phenomenal phenomenal performance. And that's very gracious of you. Just before I let you go, you're a resilient lot in Mayo, you keep coming back and you're getting very close. I imagine this bunch of players, maybe yourself, you'll be back again. I know it's disappointing at the moment, you want to dust yourselves off, etc. But history proves you'll be back and fighting. Yeah, um, you know, that's a, that's a strong characteristic within Mayo people and certainly the, the, the players have, have shown that. Um, whether, whether, whether I'm there or they're there, you know, um, I've no doubt that Mayo, not the too distant future, will be back uh, fighting and... Um, looking to, to get their hands on Sam Maguire hard luck today Stephen Thanks, Jim congratulations it doesn't get any more dramatic than that yeah um, well maybe not uh, not in this season you know in the championship uh, for us but um, you know the National League final there a few months back we went right to the, right to the war two, two teams with great respect for each other Dublin and Kerry going hard at it and we'd have free to, to draw the game then go over our way so um, and I think when we Preparing for this game, we knew it was going to go down to the last couple of plays. Anytime we've played Mayo, <laughs> it has been that way. They're such an accomplished side, um, very equally matched, and um, uh, just thought our guys showed a little bit, of, or showed their Dublin's composure in the, in the last quarter when we went two down. Um, uh, the game was, was perception might have been was going away from us. They got uh, the, the crowd was with them. They had momentum, and, and yet we could uh, go through the phases and, and get ourselves back in the game and. You know, outscored them 4-1 when it really mattered Two changes made at the break what was the thinking behind that what was the message at half time yeah the message at half time is first of all it's only a break and play uh, there's no there's no medals handed out at, at half time so it's um, it's keep going through our, our phases so that we show good composure Mayo brought a lot of physicality to that game um, which is their want and uh, I thought our guys responded well to that physical challenge and, and you know we stayed in the game um, and Jack went off and we just moved things around and I thought the guys all, all the players who came in today all six of them um, played play, play their part but um, you know when you make the, those tactical moves it's you're trying to do the best thing for the, for the, for the team and you know some of them you get, you get right some of them get wrong but I thought on balance um, the players who come in really put a big shift in and uh, even Paul Flynn who, who, who came in early in the game um, you know worked himself into the ground and um, you know, they're all, we can be very proud of all their performances and finally from me it's three in a row people are talking already about this team being great which they are I think they've proven that I know that you'll maybe try and play it down a bit but I mean you have to acknowledge that this is a great Dublin team they're up there with the best Dublin teams the best Kerry teams the best you're already shaking your head but this is what people are saying and I don't think they're wrong yeah, we, yeah um, just that we don't look at it that way um, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I need to start reading the papers and, and listen to, 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 to pundits and opinions but yeah. um, you know, we know the teams that we play you know any team division one can beat each other. That's the reality. And if, if you match up, they can't all win three All Irelands in a row, which you've done. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, we we, we handed back the cup, um, uh, handed back the cup earlier on this year, and we had to win it again and earn it. And we've earned the right to be All Ireland champions for 2017. And that's all that I was interested in. I'm sure. Yeah, what you're saying, it, it's something that the players might look back on when they, you know, finish their the playing playing into county football and go back to the clubs um, and finish with, with club football. But um, you know, for the moment. We're just very happy for, for them, very proud to be uh, and privileged to be uh, to, 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 to uh, um, 
to be associated with this football team, that the dedication that I see that they put into their sport, the self-sacrifice, um, uh, it's just you know it's awe-inspiring. Well done, Jim. Good Off the balls post-match podcast coming to you from a dark Crow Park press box. Uh, Jim Gavin in joyous mood. Stephen Rochford just downhearted, and it's oh difficult for Mayo isn't it and really really hard for Stephen Rochford and his players I spoke to one or two of them after the game and well I say spoke to them I shook their hands but they could barely speak a heartbreaking defeat they absolutely died with their boots on we're going to get analysis very shortly from Sen and Connell uh, Liam McHale and Paul Early but before we do let's hear from some of the Dublin players uh, Brian Fenton and Philly McMahon join me after the game now apologies in advance for the audio quality we did these interviews in the tunnel and there's generally buses with the engines left running they're waiting to take the players to their various hotels the winning hotel the losing hotel uh, for Dublin obviously it's the winning hotel um, and Brian Fenton and Philly McMahon were very good to give me some minutes before they hopped on the bus here's how we got on Dublin midfielder Brian Fenton congratulations on completing the three in a row thank you Oshin. yeah I was just saying to the lads there it's, uh, it's absolutely incredible to be honest um, you know it's, it's not spoken about in our dressing room about the three in a row and the history and all that we're just going out to win every game and to, to win today is just uh, saying to the lads it's just unbelievable it's hectic scenes here in the tunnel as yeah, uh, yeah, players yeah, and all that trying to leave hectic scenes out there as well you, yeah, you kept yeah. a cool head yeah and it's something we do talk about a lot to be fair is that composure the decision making under pressure and, and it's worked on in training and uh, thankfully you know when, when the two lads were sent off John got sick and yellow and Donald got, got his red card that you know it, the space opened up and it was frantic end to end score for score Lee Keegan got the goal two points down you know it wasn't looking like it was going to be our day uh, to be fair to Mayo they, they lay into us and you know we'll be healing the wounds now for the next week but uh but listen, the composure is a big thing we go after, getting the right men on the ball, the right lads taking the right shots at the right time. So thankfully to get over the line, Dean's free is just incredible. That fella puts in such work off, off the field or, you know, on the field but away from us that it's just testing me. He missed an early one, the confidence could have gone. But to stick that free in, in, in the last minute or 69 minutes or 70 minutes, is just, it's incredible for him. So we're so lucky to have him. When he's standing over that, do you think to yourself, okay, he's going to nail this, so then oh, yeah. we've got to defend the lead? Yeah, you never doubt it, yes. So you're saying, you're, you know, you're anticipating the next kick out, of course, and you're saying, to, you, you know, we never doubt Dean. So he's going to stick the free, and, and it's how we react after that. And we know we're looking at the clock, we know how much is on the line, and, uh, and it's just trying to make a plan for, for how, how to deal with that, how best to deal with that. So. What was the difference in the second half? And it's not like he played badly in the first yeah. half, but it just there was a bit yeah. more flow in that second half. I agree, yeah, yeah. I know we went in a half time and none of our targets were hit, you know, we, we were we were pouring the tackle, they were coming through in ways and, and we you know, it's a very honest dressing room, lads stand up and they say, Right, you know, we've thirty five minutes, we'll never get that time back again. So to go after big time, to go after thirty five minutes in the second half. And yeah, we, we just, you know, we sort of took this thing maybe out of mouth. And now, to be fair, it was tit for tat. You know, it could have went either way. So um, so to come out, as I said, come out the other side of it, is, I'm just, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Walking on air. Is yeah. it kind of relief when you come out of a game like that, given the expectancy that was on you? And I know that you shut out the outside yeah. world, but you knew that people thought, OK, Dublin are going to do the three in a row and confirm themselves as a great team. Ah, yeah, look, now, as I said, it's not spoken about. We don't discuss it at, at any at any stage, but it is an absolute sense of relief to win a game with such a high magnitude and against such a great team like Mayo. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. So, just goes right. But yeah, no, it's, it's such a sense of relief. You're, you know, that dressing room there, you might think we're going wild, but we're actually just taking a breath and we're sitting back and we're fucking trying to, trying to realise the significance of the situation. So... Uh, ah, listen, we're so lucky. We're 
yourself so Brian you're going to enjoy the celebrations over the next couple of days uh, luckily you've had a good career it's something yeah. you've done a couple of times try and give us a sense of it try and give us a sense of what goes on in the camp try and uh, give me a sense of looking out onto that homecoming crowd and I think it's Smithfield and seeing all that yeah. blue Ah, that's unbelievable you know last year the year before we had an, an incredible crowd in Smithfield but it's stuff you dream I went to those home homecomings I, I, I was brought there in 95 when, when Dublin won Sam McGuire by my mother and you know it's just it's incredible to be there to look out over the fans to go up there into Hill 16 and look up the fans that give everything travel the length and breadth of the country and that's genuinely what we do for that inspiration of the fans give us they're unbelievable you know the Mayo fans are there in number today strength in numbers and Dublin fans just you know completely outnumbered them so uh, so you know again just incredible incredible feeling Brian I'm stealing minutes off you that you should be oh, celebrating yeah, so I appreciate your time thank you very Thanks, much really Billy McMahon tell me what it's like to have completed a three in a row with Dublin uh, it's, it's very special um, you know um, to win one All-Ireland is, 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 is amazing but to win three in a row it's, it's certainly something that we weren't talking about too much this year it was more about you know, performing and building in each game, but Jesus, now we can we can talk about it. So once once we achieved it, um, it's an amazing feeling. Jim said that collectively you didn't talk about it, and you just said the same. But individually, was it on your mind? Was it something you were thinking about? Because surely you knew the the historical significance and just what it would be as an achievement if you could do it. Look at this this group of players. Um, they're very grateful for the opportunities they have. Um, to put the jersey on, never mind to win all Ireland. You know, we represent our families, communities, and like any other county team does. But um, you know, there's certain people that won't be able to see another all Ireland, maybe won't be able to see us play again. And we we, uh, we have a special management team to keep us grounded and to make sure that we we understand that. So it's easy for us to get motivated for playing games, never mind winning all Ireland. Yeah, and that those are pretty some, some nice words. They really are. Um, the game itself was helter-skelter try and explain to someone who's never played senior football what it was like out there oh god it's, it, was a, it was a war zone you know um, and again going back to the management team they, they gave us massive uh, preparation for that and we knew ourselves look at we're playing a Mayo team that keep coming back every year like you know and you've got to give them a huge amount of respect and um and I hope we, 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 we certainly showed the respect we gave them uh, in our preparation up to the game. And um, yeah, look, that could have went either way today, and thankfully it went their way. Ultimately, it's that last kind of five, ten minutes that won it for you. You stayed calm. Yeah, yeah, we stuck, as is always here, we stuck to the process. <laughs> um, and, and the bench came in, and they stuck to their process, you know, and, and, and that's why it's so important to have a competitive squad throughout the year the young lads that have come in have been amazing and there was 10 other lads there that didn't come in and they are the ones that have uh, driven this team on um, and they're the ones that ultimately they start they drive the, the bench on the bench drive the starters on you know so um, the whole squad this year has been awesome and, and the, the players that have come in have, have definitely added energy instead of taking it away I want you to lavish some praise on your manager because Lord knows he won't do it on himself and he won't take it when it's offered. I asked him in the pre-All-Ireland Final Media Day, why do you stay so calm? You know, we never see the Jim Gavin from that picture in 95 with the hands in the air and all that. And he said, well, I'm a manager now. I need to stay calm. There's no need for a manager to be jumping up and down. That's what he's like on match day. Is it the same in training? And does that reflect onto this team? Because I'll mention that word again. You were so calm out there. And I'll bring up the word process this time. You stuck to your process. Yeah, Jim has his own process, you know, and 
um, it's reassuring that when you look across the sideline and the, the management team never mind, not only Jim but the whole management team are calm so that gives you a bit of a reassurance that you know and it just it, it breathes off into the, the, the players you know just to stay relaxed um, and make sure we do what we've been practicing you know so that's the main that's the most important thing but um yeah, that's like there's no point having a manager on the sideline like a headless chicken, you know. So yeah. Jim is very good for that, and every different manager has their styles, and certainly that's the way he he feels works, and certainly works for us. When Dean Rock is standing over that free, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, Jesus, Dean, you missed the first one in the first half, <laughs> so please hit this. Uh, and you're talking to certain people like yeah, you're probably not here in the world today, and you're saying prayers, and so um, now look at. Dean is um, if you look at his ratios in, his, in terms of his free taking he's, he's, he's got a really good conversion rate and there's no doubt that me and the lads knew that he was going to kick that over and if he didn't we're going to go after the next play which we did Is it even more special because he's your club man you grew up together Yeah yeah definitely like you know we had five lads this year on the team and uh, it is it's special to share the moments with them I'm stealing uh, moments from you so I really appreciate your time thank you thanks very much Awesome Balls post-match podcast coming to you from Crow Park that was Philly McMahon and Brian Fenton speaking to me after the game Dublin 117 Mayo 116 as tight as it gets in the All-Ireland Football Final today what a quality game we got I know that's absolutely no consolation if you are a Mayo fan we're going to hear from a Mayo legend soon that's uh, Liam McHale we're also going to hear from Senan Connell remember all GA coverage on News Talk brought to you by Board Gosh Energy proud sponsors of the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship follow hashtag hurling to the core we're back here next week by the way for the ladies final Mayo Hoping to go one better than today against the same opponents. It's Mayo against Dublin, who haven't won it since 2010. Mayo haven't won it since the early 2000s. We're expecting a cracker, and we'll have more on that on Off the Ball and OffTheBall.com during the week. Uh, back to the analysis now. And Paul Early was here for Sky Sports this afternoon, and I ran across the road to get his thoughts on today's action. Uh, when you when you outscore the opposition in the second half from play by 11 points from play to Mayo's 1-3, you have to say they do deserve it. Um, but you know you have to you know take your hat off to Mayo's performance as well. You know they did practically everything right, and uh, ultimately the conversion was the difference. Dublin converted 65, 66% of their chances. They had scored 18 from 30. Sorry, 18 scores from 27 shots. Mayo scored 17 from 30. And in a game of very tight margins, that's that's the difference. So ultimately, yes, the team that wins deserves it. But you have to feel sorry for Mayo because they they did practically everything necessary to uh, to win that final. Let's concentrate on the game-turning moments, or at least that's what they'll be seen as. John Small and Joni Vaughan get sent off. Small picked up a second yellow. It probably was the right decision. Vaughan throws himself needlessly in and gets the red card I can't remember who it was I think it was Doherty had a goal chance saved by Cluxton and then the free given away in the end by Chris Barrett who up to then had been excellent that is true yeah and uh, initially when that incident happened I thought yeah a yellow card for Johnny Small yellow card for Donald Vaughan but on replay it was rough play it was dangerous play he came in with the elbow and it right won. call right call no question in my mind right call right card and, uh, and Mayo not only lost a chance to go two points up from the free uh, but they also lost a key player and that was a huge turning point because I felt at that moment as well that 14 versus 14 the extra space that would have been created would have played into Dublin's hands uh, and uh, because of their pace and their athleticism and their mobility up front and I think that, that, made, that was a, a, a big a turning point and, and, and a big difference in the end because 
um, Jeremy Connolly got on the ball a lot more uh, he had time then uh, to twist and turn and, and uh, find space similarly Kevin um, McManaman and uh, Paul Mangan so big big turning point I think you know you, the, the, the Paul Mangan goal chance that was blocked probably cancelled out the Jason Doherty one but you always felt that I felt coming into the game Mayo needed to get two goals to win the game and deny Dublin the opportunity to get any and that Mayo needed to take all their chances and um, not only that one but they missed the, the free that hit the post and then Dean Rock you know showing fantastic um, you know fortitude mental fortitude under pressure to kick the winner so they're the, they're the tight margins and they were the turning points and if he hadn't have done that people would have said well maybe you should have gone for goal when you fisted it over it turns out that it's the right decision as is everything when you win um, the change is Jim Gavin made at half time I mean I was about to say he gambled and they were brave but they weren't really like you put on Dermot Connolly you put on Kevin McManaman you're probably strengthening your team Ono Garrett yeah, I can understand what he was doing starting him but it just didn't work look coming into half time I felt that Mayo while they dominated the game they were only a point up and uh, they needed to be three or four up they had dominated the, the Dublin kick out which was a big surprise they had forced uh, uh, Stephen Cluxton to kick out long and Mayo won a lot of them you knew that Jim Gavin was going to sort that out at half time you know, he, he's so good he's done that in the past made, made, made changes personnel and tactical or strategic changes in the way they play the game and they did they went short with most of the kick outs in the second half and uh, that then got their, 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 their game moving and their, their, their players moving up the field but yeah they were, they, they were under pressure in the first half after the goal they didn't really perform up front after that and uh, some of the forwards weren't performing very well and it was inevitable I think that those players were going to be brought on and they did make a big imp- impact you know there's no doubt the fact that Lee Keegan was doing such a good job as well and Kieran Kilkenny yeah. meant he stayed with them uh, and of course uh, Jeremy Connolly has been used to Lee Keegan you know yeah. living in his, his pocket for in, in the finals in recent years so he had a bit of extra space as well so you know, th- those 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 changes did make a make a positive impact for Dublin. We're talking in the, I suppose, immediate aftermath of the game, and we haven't had the benefit of watching it back. But ultimately, it just seems like Dublin's deeper bench and more firepower is the difference in the end, as predicted. As predicted, you know, you look back over the last few years, and Mayo in the 2012 and 13 finals, their fo- starting forwards didn't score from play in the second half. Last year in the replay, their starting fo- or their uh, forwards only scored two points from play, and you worry then that yeah, they had a good first half, played really well, but they needed to have that cushion going into the last five or six or seven minutes, and they didn't have that. And yet again, as I said, their forwards only scored three points from play in the in the second half versus you know Dublin scored, I think it was um, three three points from the midfielders and uh, eight from the forwards and ultimately you, you knew that Dublin's greater greater potency in the, on the bench and their athleticism and their ability to just keep going to the end and the fact that they had won the close games was going to stand to them in the end and I think it did and I think even Dean Rock fisting the ball over the bar at that particular time was a kind of a signal that yeah we're going to get through this I could have gone for a goal but we're strong enough to even if it's in a tight game to get across the line I won't hold you for much longer but Mike Finnerty sports editor of the Mayo News is with us Mike I want to put something to you that I put to Stephen Rochford we heard him speak earlier in this uh, podcast I said the fact that you absolutely died with your boots on the fact that you absolutely gave it everything the fact that I'm not sure Mayo could have played much better is that a consolation can you take comfort in that immediately after the game of course he couldn't but as a Mayo fan as a Mayo football man as a man who has invested his life in Mayo what do you think yeah look I think you have to be immensely proud of them and and 
whether they won, lost or drew today, that would have been the case, I think, for the vast majority of Mayo football supporters because we've said it before and we'll say it again. They owe Mayo football and the Mayo football in public absolutely nothing. And yet they went out today and, as you said, they died with their boots on. They could not have physically or mentally given this any more. And, you know, I, certainly I think that will be a source of comfort in the, in the weeks and the months ahead that might get you through the winter it'll do nothing yeah. for you tonight but it might get oh, you yeah. through the winter look it, 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 it will certainly help and I think hopefully as time goes by you start to get your head around the fact that look you, you will become known in time as in, in, at this stage the second best team of this generation you know uh, even though the, the margins between the two teams are so fine that that probably makes it even harder to take in so many ways you know to come so close to beating Dublin uh, year in year out stretching back to 2015 but it's going to be a hard winter you know they always are in, in Mayo when, when you're analysing one point defeats in All-Ireland finals and semi-finals and this team have come so close over seven years and not got there that it's easy to see why you walk past the bus at it do you know what look I'm a Waterford man and I, I talk about it all the time I look at Waterford and I think we can get back and we actually have a few more forwards around the panel who we can get up to speed and that will give us a chance. It doesn't guarantee anything, but it will give us a chance. Is it similar or the same with Mayo? Well, I'm just thinking of the under-21 team that won the All-Ireland and that obviously will be the, will be the reference point and the go-to point. Uh, Liam Irwin is, is a forward that, that could come into the mix for 2018. Uh, Liam was on the panel during the National League, was, was, uh, was dropped off the panel for discipline issues during the league and, and spent the summer in America. Uh, Brian Reap is a really exciting young under-21 forward from that All-Ireland team, missed that final with a hamstring injury. He's going to come into the frame. You're going to hear his name and you're going to see him next spring. Um, but beyond Brian Reap and Liam Irwin, the, the, the forwards, the finishers, uh, they're not out there. You know, the club football scene has been has been well searched at this stage. Um, there might be one or two rough diamonds that will need to be brought in and, and, and polished up a little um, to see can they make it. Um, but by and large, next year, 2018, you're going to see a lot of those same players back again. But to see Colin Boyle and Keith Higgins get on the bus a little earlier in, in, in absolute bits, you know, physically. Ed Nushay couldn't actually speak to me. I mm. went up and I shook his hand and he had a great year, but he, he actually couldn't speak. Well, and, and I can understand that because they believed in their heart of hearts that they were going to win today. That they believed in their heart of hearts that they had done everything. They covered the bases. And I think we were chatting about it earlier with Paul. They had in so many ways, but it came down to these extremely fine margins. You know, the, the, the 67% to the 57% shot conversion, uh, a couple of frees that, that were missed or hit the post, a goal chance, and, and the red card. You know, and these small things that tip. I think I saw was it was it Darrow Shea. I think inevitably they said it during the week. A grain of rice will tip the scales, and that's what it came down to. But no, look, Mayo people overall very proud of the team, very proud of everything they've done for for the county. They're great ambassadors, and I've no doubt they will be back again. Whether or not the window of opportunity has closed entirely on this group, you know, time will tell. Mike Finnerty of the Mayo News and Sky Sports. Obviously, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to catching up with the Mayo News podcast a little bit later in the week. It's been excellent all throughout the summer, excellent all throughout the year. Paul, just before I leave you, um, the first of my two questions is. The championship at large was not great. Now, a great final might cover some of the cracks, but the football overall was poor this year, wasn't it? Um, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, it's been the highest scoring championship on record. Yeah. Uh, average of 35, uh, I think 36 points a game almost. Uh, today we'll shoot the average up a little bit higher. Uh, I think we've had a lot of one-sided games, and yeah. that's inevitable because you know we have a few teams that are just so far ahead of the rest. And I think one-sided games... 
uh, even though the quality might be very good, the fact that it's not a contest means people lose interest yeah. after a while. And we saw a number of those in the quarterfinals. I think without Mayo, it would have been a dull championship. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the close games that Mayo had right throughout the qualifiers and indeed in the quarterfinals and the semifinals you know, added hugely to it. Uh, but I think the problem is that, you know, we don't have enough teams. We don't have eight or nine teams that are... Will the Super 8 the over time solve that or help that or will it just be the same as it always was? Look, um, I think there's a bigger underlying issue here. You know, the the structure of the championship, the the fact that there's an imbalance between you know the populations of different counties. Uh, you know, I was making a point earlier on that in the last since Offaly won it in 1982, 35 years, nine teams have won the All Ireland. Those nine teams have come from the top 16 populated counties in the country. Uh, 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 the, the counties from 16 to 32 in the last 10 years have only won two provincial titles they don't win All-Ireland so you know the, the, the balance has shifted a bit um, towards the counties that have more population and, uh, and I think unless that's addressed by the GAA uh, we're going to have one-sided championships and we're going to have only two or three teams that, will, that are at the, the, the same level so Super 8s might help next year the fact that games will be played uh, around the, the, the provinces will help as well you know Dublin have a, have a distinct advantage in Crow Park there's no doubt about that you know if the, some of the Super 8 games were down in Killarney Dublin against Kerry and Killarney Dublin against Mayo and McHale Park things, it might bring it, bring it a bit closer but um, it, it, you know I, I, I don't see I, I see next year if you like Dublin Mayo been there again I see the future for Kerry just to end it on the minor game oh, yeah, it yeah. is David Clifford now he's ready to step up to senior right away and immediately that enhances Kerry's chances next year and massively so oh absolutely he, he's just a phenomenal it was just a joy to watch him you know for a big man he's just uh, so elusive so agile incredible skills great um, mental capacity you know it's, he's, it's fantastic to see a young player like that emerge and it, I think that's a tribute to the work that's been done in coaching obviously in Kerry but you know we saw it again today the quality of coaching over the last 10 years has produced some marvellous marvellous young players Conor Callaghan is another example oh, yeah. there you know and um, you know that goal that he got at the start of the game was just a fantastic goal for a young player to come on his first All-Ireland final get the ball 40 yards out from goal take on two or three defenders and manoeuvre his way inside to get a goal that's, that's fantastic to see so the future is bright from that perspective and it's great to see players like young David Clifford come on and hopefully he will you know m- progress and be steer clear of injuries he has the physical makeup to do it he's a big man and uh, to score four goals in All-Ireland Minor Final is just phenomenal after getting practically the goal of the year last year in the All-Ireland Minor Final as well so yeah the future looks bright for Kerry uh, but it'll take them a while maybe to to bring some of these young, young minors through Paul Lurie of Sky Sports, thank you very much for joining us on Off the Ball's post-match podcast from just outside the Crow Park Hotel following Dublin's one-point win in the All-Ireland Final. Thank you. It's Off the Ball's post-match podcast. We're still across the road from Crow Park as darkness begins to descend. We're joined by former Dublin footballer Senan Connell, who was on the sideline for Sky Sports today. Senan, what was that game like from that vantage point? Obviously, most people were watching from further back, but I'd say it was unbelievable intensity-wise. I'd say you could feel the shudder when the hits went in it was like the scene maybe in Jurassic Park when they're looking at the water and it starts to kind of stir when the T-Rex is moving yeah well Shane and, and it was relentless normally we get an explosion um, of 10 minutes of that sort of a game 
and we would have respected for Mayo but it went on right up to half time the hits you could actually hear the hits that were going in uh, the physicality and the matchups was I haven't seen it before I've been down pitch side now for a couple of years and it's they, they were on, it was on a different level and we knew going into this game there were two teams who were physically conditioned better than probably anything that has ever been produced heading into an all-around final but the matchups and, and do you know what sums it up for me O'Shane is the, is the, the Kirkland Kenny Lee Keegan matchup Kirkland Kenny came off that park he got the black card and he literally fell nearly over the sideline he hadn't announced the game anymore and you, you can imagine what Lee Keegan had to give to get him into that position and Lee Keegan gets up and score a goal that, that summed up everything that both teams left on the pitch out there it was relentless it was attritional it was hard hitting I think Dublin were a little bit more streetwise you know and this is when the, in the cold light of day tomorrow when we analyse the game maybe that Tony Vaughan sending off cost Mayo big time whereas Dublin were a little bit streetwise slowing the game down later on, later on flash points all over the place on Dave, and, and Clark's kickouts. Was that the difference just Dublin's bit of experience and a bit of calm that they showed I mean they controlled the ball when they mm. needed to Mayo I know this sounds like a cliche and it probably sounded a bit wrong when there was only mm. one point in it Mayo seemed to have to work harder for scores especially in the second half Paul Early who was just on with us mm. gave us the stat which I forget now mm. that Dublin far out scored yeah. Mayo from play in that second half yeah it was nearly a, from Dublin's point of view they got the openings and maybe with 14 players a uh, little bit more space might add it to it but the difference between the two teams I think is this when we, when we walk away it's the, the individuality of the players that Dublin had to engineer the score yeah. uh, in tight spaces so Dermot Conley dances around four players and, and you know with players hanging out and pops the ball over the bar everybody else will drop that short uh, Kev McMenamin comes on full of energy scores Paul Mannion they, could, they were in the individual for part of the overall framework but that individual flair was the difference between the two sides as you said May were, were having to work hard at them Dublin actually made those scores look easy even though they weren't easy scores O'Shea. and as you mentioned yesterday when we were at the uh, Benetti event mm. probably the bench would make a big difference and it did Paul Flynn comes in for Jack McCaffrey mm. ok it took Dublin a bit of time to settle in but mm. Flynn did well half time Connolly comes in McManaman mm. comes in towards the end more switches made and they mm. did make a big, big impact yeah, I mean, that's, that was an art of all week, wasn't it? That the bench was going to be the, the difference between the two sides, and, and it probably was there. I mean, Dermot O'Connor did very well for Mayo when he came in as well. He, he's the galloping horse there, he did a lot for them, but uh, uh, they were fighting fires, I think, at that stage, because Dublin were on top and were sort of seeing it out, and it was that bench. It's, it's, it's clinical. You can remember Michael Darren McCauley was warming up there twice or three times, was coming in, was talking to Jim, and I don't think he saw games time in the end, O'Shane, and that was frenetic there when players were running on, but there, it was. Those players we mentioned, to throw Dermot in and not having an awful lot of football, McMenamin coming in as well, and Flynn did a job, you know. He was he, look. Stephen was trying to land kickouts on him, but it wasn't working out in terms of those long ones in the first half. Yeah, all the credit goes to Dublin. They are the winners. A lot of credit goes to Mayo. They died with their boots on, and mm. that's no consolation to them. Aidan O'Shea, I want to mention because he, you know, he sent a message today, didn't he? I mean, a lot of people doubt Aidan O'Shea. He showed today that you know he can be a great player. Yeah, he embodies everything that's great about Mayo football. But I, I don't care what you say, and I don't buy into this these cheap shots that people show at Aidan O'Shea just because. He, he maybe has an image out there uh, and Mayo need that image I don't care what you say they need superstars they need kids to be playing and wearing jerseys and if Aidan O'Shea is the guy that does it he's doing it the right way um, but back it up with football he did it in spades today he, he was a standout guy and he, do you know what I love about him his peripheral vision it probably comes in a bit of basketball I know he hurt his ankle playing but he can just ship the ball off without, without glancing his head left and right things happen around Aidan O'Shea and, 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 and he, deserved, he deserved the game he had today and O'Shea and I said at the start of the year with well, the start of the championship if Mayo were going to win the championship they needed a, a Avoid the concession of easily avoidable goals. Now, that goal early on certainly rocked them. Uh, shore up in defence, which I think they have done, uh, obviously they're there. 
they needed a marquee forward on this sport marquee forget about they, they just needed a, I suppose more teeth up front I yeah. think Jason Doherty gave them more teeth up front and lastly yeah. they needed Aidan O'Shea to be competing for a football of the year and he wasn't too far off competing for one of those top three spots and that's why they were there pushing Dublin to a point in an all Ireland final and just before I let you go you're a former Dublin player but more so you're a Dublin fan now yeah is this the best Dublin team of all time is this the best team of yeah. all time full stop yeah I, like best Dublin team yes um, yeah, yeah, the, the, you can't, we can't examine the criteria you know, based on years gone past I'm sure there'll be men in their 70s here will tell you there'll be better teams through the generations we talk about Kerry teams so it's definitely the best hands down the best Dublin team in on all levels uh, best team of, of ever I, I don't know whether that's fair to say the modern game to win three in a row is phenomenal you know, they, they work hard to push the boundaries they do that and they got the reward there Selling, uh, go and enjoy the win. Yeah, thanks a million, Shane. Off the Balls post-match podcast. We're back in Crow Park now. We're joined by former Mayo footballer Liam McHale and obviously a Connacht title winning coach and selector with Ross Common this season. Liam, um, obviously you're heartbroken, but I'm not sure if it's any consolation to you. Those boys died with their boots on. They did, yeah. They're an unbelievable team. Uh, I said before the game that it was going to be a very tight encounter and it came down to the really small margins at the end, you know, Killian had a chance to put me up, a point up and, and David Clark, Clarkey had a very tough kick out at the end that didn't work out and that's just the way it goes um, that's three times now they've put it up to a team that everybody thinks is, is going to be one of the best teams of all time and just, you know, no cigar just couldn't get it done and You'd have to be very, feel very sorry for them. You know, they work so hard. They're a physical team. You know, they put their bodies on the line. They give it everything. And you know, I, I, I said to me, all people up there in, in the stands, that you, you got to be very proud of this team. Seven um, semi-finals. You know, five kind of titles in, in a row, and to just to just keep coming back for more. And they really are the only ones in the country that are challenging this great Dublin team and this great Dublin team can't express themselves and can't play well against this Mayo team because of their physicality and because of the approach they have yeah. I guess in the end it's the Dublin bench that made the difference or maybe that bit more firepower they had up front I mean if anything and I, and I don't really I don't mean to patronise when I say this if anything this Mayo bunch of players compared to this Dublin bunch of players they've kind of overachieved nearly by getting this close to them by, by almost getting there well the backs Mayo's backs are unbelievable Chris Barrett was unbelievable today as were all the boys Andy Moran had a fantastic first half I think, I think the big thing was and if Stephen Rochford uh, will reflect on it when, when, when the game was on the line Kevin McLaughlin was on the bench Andy was on the bench and Jason Doherty was on the bench and they were three big players so strength and depth is an issue um, you know you you got to try and finish strong and I don't think we all finish strong even though they're you know warriors like they're absolutely fantastic and they give it everything they have they just didn't have enough quality on the, on the, on the pitch at the end of the game to win the game Do you need to give these guys a bit more game time during the league? Do you need to try and just throw some forwards in there risk losing a few games in the league just to see what you have because Mayo they desperately need more cutting edge up front it was obvious again today yeah it's, a, it's, it's amazing how, how how tough they are and how resilient they are but I don't know Mayo like since I was playing in 89 it's, it's not having enough quality forwards is the problem from, from 1 to 8 or 9 even 9 or 10 
is, is good enough but like we just need more quality up front and um, Mio fell a little bit short again today and you, you'll win a lot you, you'll, you'll win all Ireland when you have the likes of when you have likes of the top forwards coming on you know Jim McConley Paul Flynn came on for, for um, Jack McCaffrey Jack yeah. McCaffrey and uh, McMenamum came on Kevin McMenamum came on Werner Brogan coming off the yeah, bench like and that. they played well yeah so I don't think anybody can maybe have that strength in depth but um, we all need just that little bit more very very close uh, to a really really great team but you know again as they say in America no cigar just before I let you go history suggests they will come back do you hope that Stephen Rochford comes back with them that's, sorry that's an unfair question what I mean is, is do you think they can come back yeah well I, I think I think Stephen deserves another shot at it he's had a very tough start to the year uh, both years and showed that like, but we all know he's a good manager and he's a good coach and um, I, when I say sorry I should clarify when I say do you think he should what I mean is do you think he will rather than any yeah, question of I, him I, I think he will but I hope about 9 or 10 guys retire because uh, we'll be back with Roscommon next year <laughs> <laughs> hoping that uh, yeah. most of the lads like Keith Higgins and Cullen Boyle and uh, yeah, David yeah. Clark and all these fellas retire Shamey O'Shea so that's what I'd be hoping for but I don't think that'll happen they're a very tough bunch very very resilient as you said Oshin and I don't think this team is going anywhere. They're not going to quit till they win the All-Ireland, so it's going to be tough, but I think they'll be back again. Liam McHale, Senan Connell and Paul Early giving us their thoughts on a dramatic All-Ireland senior football final. Dublin edging it by a point in the end, 117 to 116. They have completed the three in a row and they have proved themselves to be a great team, which they probably had done even before today, but Mayo, not bad either. They've come so close and they've suffered heartbreak on so many occasions and as you could hear from Liam there saying that is absolutely no consolation to those lads uh, as always our GA coverage on News Talk brought to you by Board Gosh Energy proud sponsors of the All-Ireland Under 21 Hurling Championship follow hashtag hurling to the core uh, one last piece of analysis to come now uh, Anthony Moyles was here on air for off the ball all day and in the immediate aftermath of the game while the celebrations were going on he had a chat with Joe Malloy. This is where I leave you, by the way, so uh, thanks for listening. And uh, let's hand it over to Joe and Moisey. So, Dylan win by a point. We're sitting here, the teams have gone in. We're just watching Chris Kamara and Jeff Stelling. Shreves. Stelling. Is it? Yeah. Who's Jeff Shreves? He's the guy who asked the questions on Sky Sports after a match. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is Stelling who does soccer Saturday. And Chris Kamara. <laughs> what apologies. A, what a start to our analysis. <laughs> we're watching them on the pitch filming some pieces. They've been kind of building up all year to the All Ireland, and they were talking with um, Philly or Johnny Cooper as well. Uh, but so we're watching all the the gold yellow ribbons that have become synonymous with All Ireland final day being picked off the pitch. Everybody's gone in really. Mayo we're shell shocked. Mayo Joe. fans have uh, long gone. We are. And the Dublin players, last Dublin player too, has just gone in. So, Dublin by point, Dean Rock. I think we should start in Dublin because it's very easy to get sucked into the Mayo thing and yeah. that would be to overlook what this brilliant Dublin team had done. Dean Rock, who didn't start the game off well, showed incredible composure to kick that winner. That was, that was not an easy free by any means. No, not an easy free. But he also recovered, as you say, from a, from a very shaky start. He kicked one, a really bad one out on the right into Hill 16 the first half, followed it up with a miss, followed it up with another shot from his hands into the keeper. And he got an important one then to kind of settle his nerves. 
but he did stand up and I asked you I remember at one spell in the second half I said okay where are the Dublin leaders going to come from now um, but Fenton was absolutely enormous McCarty was enormous like he absolutely drove forward I think Mayo got a little bit lost around the middle of the field Shamey O'Shea ran out of gas and then got taken off you know Aiden went back into the middle but he just didn't dominate enough around there Parsons was going okay but they lost their way around the middle of the field and you know from our vantage point in the first half where they were not just doing well at midfield but probably dominating for that 15-20 minutes in a big way absolutely absolutely. well they were winning everything but you know it, it, it seemed actually like but both halves of the game were played right in front of us here yeah. so the opposite end to the, to the Hill 16 so first half Dublin could hardly get out from their own half and second mm. half Mayo really struggled and you know bar the goal the Keegan chance you know, Dublin had gone from a two-point deficit into a two-point lead. They looked really impressive. You know, Mayor were kind of looking around. There was holes being found. The Keegan goal probably did keep them in it. But I think overall, and I know it's an easy thing to say, but I, I still would have thought Mayo should have edged it because of their first-half dominance. Um, but a draw was by far probably the fairest result. Um, and I'm not even just saying it because of the Mayo thing, but I just think it was. I think both teams had their spells. And in an overall way, it was just an unbelievable uh, arm wrestle. It was absolutely fantastic. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the quality was high without being spectacular, but the tension all the, the way throughout was spectacular. I mean, it, as a contest, in terms of the intensity, we all week people have talked about the intensity that Mayo would yeah. bring to match Dublin and push Dublin to, re, to really see what Dublin can do under pressure. Like, we've got that. We're talking 40 to 50, 60 minutes of unbelievable tension. Unbelievable. But, you know, you have to experience it. You know, if you're after making a lung-busting run and say there's a score or wide, you turn around and a guy hits you in the chest or just goes to stop you. Or you have to turn around and straight away pick up another guy and then you're on again and then you're on again. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, that, that's where the intensity and that. And most teams can't live with Dublin on yeah. that fact. But Mayo did. And I, I commented to you, I think about 48 minutes in, I said, it's gone a little bit dead. But it was no surprise because they had gone hammer and tongs for 50 minutes at an, like at 100%. Yeah. You were 100 miles an hour it did die a little bit but then Connolly got an absolute raker of a score where he was being fouled yeah, the yeah. and yeah. then McLaughlin got an unbelievable one off the outside of his left just straight after and I remember just saying to you like, that was, that was that ca- unbelievable that, that football that score so that, that came after the league Keegan goal Mayo were a point up mm. Keegan gets the goal it's an unbelievable you know like Mayo who should have been more up at half time struggling a bit in the second half Keegan gets the goal there one up and then 57 minutes Connolly kicks that score advantage that makes it 112 apiece Kevin McLaughlin puts Mayo a point up and then Dublin get back into it 116 apiece Andy Moran is a bad wide in 59 minutes right at the semicircle you remember he, yes. he did the hard yeah. part and then yeah. he kicked it wide yeah. but do you remember just before that the Aidan O'Shea one remember where we spoke to each other came yeah. after the goal and he hit this beautiful one with the outside yeah. of his right that we thought, everyone thought it was over as a matter of fact it would yeah. have been a really uplifting score for them yeah closing minutes Killian O'Connor gets a huge score in 60 minutes that's Mayo up by a point uh, I mean, like a brilliant moment. Bernard Brogan, instant impact, 65 minutes. Shows for the ball in front of us here, right-hand side. Lays it off for James McCarthy, who yeah. had a really good second half. McCarthy yeah, kicks big scores. Yeah. And then, look, then we're into six minutes of out of time. We're all square yeah. at six minutes of out of time. And two moments, Killian O'Connor puts the ball over the bar from a free. Brilliant. But the, then, then Dean Rock. I mean, like, it's just one of those things. They could play for another few minutes and Mayo could easily have gone up, gone a point up. You know, if there's eight minutes of out of time, it was yeah. that kind of a situation. Yeah, yeah. And, Ki- and, and, and O'Connor, actually, the one that's off the post, you know, he was standing over it a long time, you know, yeah. comes in. It was exactly very, very similar position yeah. to the one he took a couple of years ago, I think, in the, in the, in the game. Maybe it might have been the replay. I can't remember exactly, but right here, underneath so the Hogan stand, he hits the post, yeah. come back out. Yeah. And 
unfortunately then Mayo had a kick out now as you were saying cynical play but listen that's why Dublin are champions this is after Dean Rock has put them a point up correct in the six minutes yeah so Clark comes running out with the ball and basically every Dublin player just grabs the closest Mayo man to him and just holds on to him and pulls him to the ground you know okay as it settles down Kilkenny gets a black card but in the panic of it all where Mayo had an extra man who was actually Keegan Clark goes to give this kick out kind of a mid-range kick out but scoops it like a, nearly like a wedge shot yeah. and it goes out over the sideline and they don't get the ball back yeah. and that's the game killer moment for Clark killer now, moment I know you're as the player you're more focused on what Clark could have done maybe it's the journalist to me that just wants to reiterate the extent to which the Dublin players all hauled down every single Mayo player I mean it's unbelievable I mean not unbelievable it was to be expected but Clark puts the ball down and he looks up and every single Dublin player doesn't just like hold the Mayo player that was going on all game both teams at that I mean wrestles to the ground there is not a chance my man's getting the ball I think it's it's I mean, it's dreadful looking, and it's awful. It's the right thing to do to win the game. I think most teams would do it. I think Mayo would have done it if the shoe was on the other foot. I just want to make the point, I am never listening to Jim Gavin <laughs> tell me they play the game the right way again. He should never be allowed to get away with that guff. They are as cynical as every champion over the years have been, as cynical as you have to be to win games. But like this notion that this Dublin team just want to go out and, and just play ball and be nice fellas and... You know, we try and do it the right way. And look, if a team is bad, if a team is cynical to us, we'll have to match them, obviously. But we would never instigate anything. Yeah, that is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he should never be allowed to say that again. That is hypocrisy. And he should just be honest because it was. You don't want to over, overdo things. And there's Dublin fans listening saying, shut up and talk about three in a row. But it was a lingering image I'll have. It was, it was, fairly, it was fairly poor. Yeah, I know. Like you're I mean, no. Over it. Yeah, like I mean, I, like I mean, if it's me in the same position and right you're beside me, I just take you down. You know, like I mean, that, that's 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 what I'm going to do. And I don't think less. I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm not listening to Gavin sell me the crap anymore yeah well that's fair but that's look, look managers are there to you know deflect deflect know, deflect and do all that sort of stuff so he feels it's the right thing to do if he comes out and says yeah we are a cynical Defend team well then you know they're going to get blacks and reds fair and yellows point. all over the place so he has to build up the persona that, like I mean p people used to say Jesus Kerry you're a lovely clean player should it absolutely kill you yeah. as soon as you walk on the pitch yeah. so uh, you know get, getting away from that um, best players on the pitch for you today Oh, I think, well, Fenton had an unbelievable game for Dublin. McCarthy had an unbelievable game. When they needed someone up front because it wasn't working for a few of them, Mannion really stood up, got a few great scores and was, was really, really dangerous all the way through the game. Um, Keegan and Kilkenny just put an X on each other, completely took themselves out of it, but Keegan probably sneaked it. Yeah. Um, and I felt when Connolly came on, he then added that extra bit of, um, you know, question mark of, well, does Keegan take him? Does Keegan stay in Kilkenny? Yeah. Does Higgins go on him? Um, and ultimately, again, and I say, you don't want to state the obvious but, but that the fact that Gavin could throw in those extra couple of jokers in the pack yeah. it, it unsettled Mayo and those scores that they got was, was symptomatic of you know I'm marking you and I have your number mm. and I know your moves and I'm able, but then someone else comes on like a McMenamin comes on who's a completely different player to yeah. you were yeah. and all of a sudden he's sneaking in behind me or he's running directly at me and he's winning a freeze so Gavin just had more of that and unfortunately for Mayo they, they did not have the ability like O'Connor came on yeah. and did really yeah. well yeah did really well um, Loftus you know okay um, but it, you know he's a young guy and he learned from this but I think that's where uh, it eventually was, was won so you were looking up there wishing for Andy Moore from a Mayo perspective you, you were know, that, 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 like Loftus talking to James Horan during the year they were saying they expect really big things from him if there was one thing maybe they feel Loftus still has to, has to develop it's that ability to win ball because yeah. you know the way Andy Moore can do yeah. so well 
best players in green and red and there were a lot of them yeah, uh, well, I think you look at the defence did very, very well. Yeah. You know, Higgins had an unbelievable game again. One-on-one situations, he was fantastic. I thought, you know, Chris Barrett was under a bit of pressure, but he did really well. Harrison got, a, you know, he was on Manion. It was a tough, tough task. Boyle had a great game again. You know, probably, I think, went off a bit prematurely for me. Um, Aidan O'Shea was good. He was good in patches. He did really, really well first half. And when they were making hay in that first half, for I thought they needed to be four to five up at half time, And that, and that would have been reflected of their dominance that first half Moran was unbelievable again people were questioning you know Cooper or Philly McMahon will take Moran well neither of them did his movement was brilliant he was leading that line unbelievably well he was a constant threat you know he, he brought fellas in which was especially as a goal because we saw him here at one stage he was pointing to his hamstring for a while yeah. um, he was obviously just running on one leg but as I said to you that's the reason why you don't take a fella like him off he got on the ball he knew the right thing to do great run slipped the ball for Keegan on a goal yeah. um, it was a pity he had to go off because at that moment in time, in those last four or five minutes, you know, where they needed someone to come out, peel off, do the right thing, they only had O'Connor. And, and it was easy for the Dublin defenders to say, we take this guy out, we'll have it. But if Moran was still on the field, um, it would have been different. So, listen, I think it was an epic, 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 epic battle. Yeah. And, and I'm delighted it was because, you know, we've been waiting all year for it. Um, it's a pity Mayo didn't get across the line, but, you know, hats off to Dublin. Unbelievable achievement for them. Um, I would have just loved to have been here to see the emotion and the, you know, the, what, what, what potentially would have happened. I don't think the stewards would have kept the Mayo people off the pitch. No. Um, I think they'd still be out there. Um, and it is, uh, it's, it's unfortunate from that point of view. Will these fellas be able to come back again? You know, there's no reason why not. I know it's it's hard to get, but like they're they're so close. They really are just so close to it. Um, like they can practically taste it at this stage. But brilliant Dublin effort. Like when the chips were down and they had to dig in, they dug in and three in a row. Unbelievable yeah. for them. Yeah, it's incredible. My little my little mini outburst about the uh, cynical play aside. This Dublin team are incredible. It's the first three in a row since 1923. We we you said before, and we thought the. Uh, the days of back-to-back titles, let alone three in a row, were, were finished in the modern era. So it's just incredible. Jim Gavin That's an extraordinary job. Yeah, like, they're the best team we're likely to see. Um, like, I mean, it is un- when you think of everything that goes into an inter-county team at the moment, preparation-wise, yeah. tactics-wise, yeah. you know, everything. Else, like, he has managed to keep those guys hungry. He's managed to, you know, and people will say about Cody and everything. Else, like. That is that is very true with Kilkenny. You know the way you, you have to you have to tap into something, and he's managed to do that. Fine and well, it's Kilkenny, and I'm not saying that there's no other distractions. But Dublin, there's a lot of distractions around that team. You know when you're playing for Dublin and everything else. There's and over the years, yeah, yeah, and over the years, you know, he's managers have not been able to keep them lads focused on yeah. the fact of this is where we're going, and yeah. to go and win three in a row and keep them that focused and that hungry for it. And hunger is the big thing. Like you know when you, when a man goes past you at 65 minutes and you think oh someone else will pick him up but you're willing to go back and do it yourself that's where hunger comes in you know it's in the tank even all the nights that you, you do that extra bit of training I know it's all cliches but man when you when you lose that it only takes a second to lose it you start to look in the wing mirror as a forward because you're worried about getting hit they have managed to keep it and that is that is testament to Gavin and his backroom team and indeed the players yeah well Jeff and Cammy are finishing up we'll finish up uh, thanks very much Anthony Moyles pleasure to have you with us no bother Joe thank you and uh, we'll have more on Off the Ball tonight 7 o'clock